Hey everyone, episode 105, Do the Woo. We are Woo Perspectives, and there's no better way to have a perspective on Woo than WooCommerce Blocks. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Good stuff. And before I even get into anything, I just have to introduce Noel Stiggs. I mean, this is, if you've been listening to Woo Perspective, which is one every other Tuesday, you've been hearing me, blah, blah, blah. I'm there with the guests. They're always more uh, interesting than myself, but I thought I need to bring in a co-host. So I have brought in Noel. She's uh, a developer in the WooCommerce space. She's uh, highly active in the community, volunteers for a lot of stuff, co-host of Woo Live. Noel, welcome to the team. Thanks so much, Bob. Thanks so much for inviting me to be your co-host. I'm absolutely thrilled. Yeah, this is this is going to be fun. I mean, you know, I, I I hate to say it, but you know, I have um, Mendel, Brad, and Jonathan, the other co-hosts, and we need somebody to keep us all in line. And I just <laughs> thought Noel's the perfect person to do that. It's it's time to bring somebody in that can can um, rein us in. So so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the show. Quick shout out to my sponsor before I move on, PayPal. Uh, yeah, if you are building sites for your clients, likely you or they have PayPal extension in there or they're using PayPal. So why not use a PayPal checkout extension for WooCommerce? It's free. They can use the buy now, pay later solution. So that is an opportunity for the, your clients to hey make a few more conversions. Check that out at the WooCommerce Marketplace. And of course, we'll be talking more about them later in the show. Well, like I said, WooCommerce Blocks. Have we got have we got a show for you? I mean, we got a group here that um, diverse, all sorts of knowledge, incredibly smarter than myself. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to start and have each one of them introduce themselves. First, we have Darren from WooCommerce Automatic. Welcome to the show, Darren. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us, Bob. Um, I think this is the second time I've been uh, with you. Uh, yeah. About last year, we talked a little bit about WooCommerce blocks. So, hey, everybody. My name is Darren uh, Ethier. I'm, as Bob said, I'm with WooCommerce and Automatic. I'm an engineering team lead for the team in WooCommerce that works on WooCommerce blocks. Um, been doing that for the past year and a half. I'm really excited about share a little bit today about what we've been working on. Cool. And to mix it up, I thought, you know, we have Gary from Automatic and WooCommerce, which I'm going to go ahead and have introduced. But then we have another guest that's going to kind of bring in a different perspective, which is really the basis of the show. But welcome to the show, Gary, and what you do over at Woo. Uh, thanks, Bob. Yeah, um, I lead one of the sort of business and product areas for WooCommerce, which is essentially helping our customers be able to market and, and build their stores. So it's anything from you know getting in, getting set up with Facebook or Google all the way through to essentially building their store using our WooCommerce blocks. Cool. Now, I love this introduction because it sounds so cool. We have Manos from Somewhere Warm. I mean, this... I've never been able to say that as an introduction to anybody and everybody goes, wow, that sounds cool. But Matos has, uh, comes in with a different perspective. So, um, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about what you do. Hey Bob, I'm, I'm really excited to be here today. 
Uh, it's the first time to be on the show, and um, I'm so thankful for the invitation. Uh, right, so um, I lead a team of, uh, of nine awesome people called Somewhere Warm, and uh, for the last almost one decade, really, that's well, that's a that's a lot, <laughs> really. <laughs> so for the last nine years, about or ten, we have been building uh, plugins to help merchants and uh, developers do more with WooCommerce. Um, I, I'm happy to do whatever it takes to make that, to make that happen. So uh, my role at Summer Worm is head of product and I'm responsible basically for deciding what to build and how. Uh, but I also like to be involved in everything that helps us big, build better products from, I don't know, writing code to uh, even supporting our customers. And... Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the part of this job that I enjoyed the most uh, is all the different opportunities that uh, WooCommerce is giving us to discover, you know, a better version of ourselves while improving our, our work. And it's something that I believe most developers should be familiar with. You know, it's always a strange feeling looking at your work from the past, like six months before, or I mean, let alone two years before, or three years before, and looking look you know, at a completely different version of, of, of yourself. And uh, I, I'm really gra grateful for all these moments over the last decade and grateful to everyone for, uh, to everyone who has helped bring WooCommerce to, to the point it is today, including the, the gentleman here and, of course, Noel. Excellent. Very cool. Well, let's get started. And I'm going to keep this really general. And I... For those of you that are listening, I'm I'm shooting for a conversation between all of us, probably more between the uh, my co-host and our three guests. But tell us what's new with WooBlocks. Just kind of give us a dive into it, and then I'd like Manos and Noel to kind of bring in their perspectives as well. But um, why don't Darren, both Darren and Gary, give us a little bit of a, a preview of what's been going on lately with the blocks? Um, just I mean, essentially, our biggest focus at the moment in the in the blocks is very much around the cart and the checkout blocks. That's been a big focus towards the end of last year into the beginning of this year. It's a significant um, investment from us, essentially, in building out an entirely new cart and checkout process for WooCommerce that has essentially resulted in us putting on the rest of the blocks a little bit on pause essentially because we, we just can't essentially work on all of them all at the same time. It's just impossible given the amount of team, the amount, the size of the team we have working on the project. But yeah, definitely uh, yeah, the latest and greatest thing essentially in the blocks would be the cart and checkout blocks we're working on. Darren, what do you, you got to have something to add to that. I just know something's um, burning in you to add to that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's basically what Gary said. Um, uh, when I joined Automatic, we, WooCommerce blocks had just come out of an initial kind of jumping on the train with what's coming with WordPress and Gutenberg and exploring what that would look in a WooCommerce world. Um, and so a lot of the initial blocks that were developed uh, were essentially ports of the existing short codes um, to a degree. Um, so much of the functionality there was in the existing short codes uh, was brought over to some of the blocks. And then uh, shortly after that, we developed our first kind of major new thing block called all products block, um, which uh, 
moved a little bit more into loading some front-end JavaScript and working with uh, React in the front-end from a technical stack point of view, um, trying to explore what user interfaces improvements we could bring with that. But I know this is probably going to come up in the conversation. Also, introduces introduces a lot of um, questions around how extensibility is going to work uh, in this new landscape, not only just for WooCommerce, but for WordPress as a whole, as more teams start building blocks. And uh, we know Gutenberg is more of a JavaScript-heavy interface. However, you know, a lot of the static blocks can be just HTML that load on the front end. Uh, but when it comes to e-commerce, it's an interesting dilemma there because we know there's a lot more user interaction from a shopper perspective on the front end than somebody just reading a WordPress blog, for instance. Um, and so we've been forced to really look at what is that, what is that shift going to make in terms of not only from a merchant standpoint, building their stores and uh, working with the user interfaces and the new uh, user experiences from uh, the standpoint of editing their store and, you know, creating the pages, but also what is it going to look like from the shopper perspective um, in this landscape, um, given that we have, you know, so many more competitors in the market now with Shopify and um, even Squarespace to a degree. And uh, so WooCommerce has really, I think, got a... a uh, a tough challenge going into the future in terms of continuing to meet merchant needs um, and the competitor landscape that we have, but also ensuring that we're stay, staying true to one of our uh, core values of, of being flexible and extensible and providing freedom to stores to be able to build the way they want to build um, and use the things they want to use. So all that to say that for, for me, it's really been uh, an interesting journey uh, being a part of this team and, and some of the explorations we, we are doing and also being very keen to open to how this impacts um, the, existing, um, the existing WooCommerce community and ecosystem as well. Manos, what is your whole take on the blocks, the WooCommerce blocks. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to have you open up here. I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I, I, I would like just from your experience and also from what you're doing, is there, because you've got, you've got your opportunity to um, talk with uh, either Gary or Darren about this. And same with Noelle, I'll, I'm going to swing over to her because she's in a, a unique situation moving from builders to more into development um, into WooCommerce. So, so just, uh, you've got the opportunity here. So talk to Darren and Gary and, you know, if you have your own challenges or own thoughts, I'd love to hear them. I have so many questions. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, but, but let's start with the context really. I mean, we're, we're really at a point where the world is demanding more of e-commerce, right. And more of WordPress. And WordPress is changing and it's giving us new exciting tools to build better user experiences, right? Um, but a lot about the future of WordPress is in flux and a lot about the tools that it's, give, it's giving us is in flux. They're, they're constantly changing. Um, and what's interesting here is that WooCommerce is called, and all of us actually are, are called to balance the need to, to improve what's already there against the need to catch up with what's happening in WordPress. And if you take into account that we're, you know, we don't have 
as many resources as we would like. The team at WooCommerce doesn't, I'm sure of that, and we don't. Then, you know, it becomes a, a tough equation to solve, right? So with that said, let's go to the, to the blocks. And in, in my opinion, what, what's there, and you pretty much covered it indirectly, is that there are actually two products there. The first one is the, the product blocks themselves, which are basically a replacement or the future of what we used to have, what we used to call as short codes. Um, so the product blocks are a great example of something that I believe all of us have been thinking for the last few years, ever since Gutenberg came out. And that's how, how can we leverage this new technology to build better user, user experiences? So they, they take an old dated concept and they show us how we should be doing it in 2021. They're a big deal. They're beautifully done. And, and you know, everyone that's writing code and that's deeply technical, they, they can learn by just looking at how they're built and, you know, just go and do it, do it in a similar way. They're, they're, they're insanely helpful to the developer community. And the second part of the blocks plugin is what, what Darren Gary said, a brand new Adrian checkout. And there's so much to be excited about there. I, I have to openly say that the first few times that I, I installed the plugin and started looking at things, I was excited. I mean, we, we get an, a much more interactive carbon checkout experience and we get it in a way, finally, that works very well inside the editor. Uh, you know, people can actually click the edit button on the checkout page, page or the cart page, and they can actually see something that they can customize. Whereas before, I mean, their, their reactions were priceless. And we've done quite a lot of research on the subject and looking at, you know, different parts of WordPress and WooCommerce has been actually one of our, uh, one, one, of, one of the things that we did when, uh, both when we onboard newcomers to the team and when we do interviews. So I've seen reactions from probably dozens of people who had to complete certain tasks to see why, how well they, what they do in an environment that's unfamiliar to them. So when they saw, you know, an empty page, like an empty checkout page or a cart page that just contained a tiny short code, the reaction was priceless. Like uh, some of them would laugh. Uh, some, some others would say like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do here? There's nothing, nothing to edit. You know, and all of that is finally solved. That's a big deal. And there's even a lot of potential here later from a product perspective to provide even more native functionality around customizing the checkout experience and, and basically optimizing it for different, uh, different needs in different stores. You know, some of them may not need a multi-step checkout. Some of them might need just a few fields there because they, they, they have found that it converts better. So the, the, there is immense potential in the future. That's all great. Um, another piece of great news is that uh, finally, those developers who want to build a completely custom cart and checkout experience outside the server context, at least that's my understanding, you know, by looking at things un under the hood, please collect, correct me if I'm wrong. They will, they will soon have an API that they can use uh, and they will, they will not have to rely on third parties to get that. That's big news as well. Um, what I find intimidating as a developer is that the new cart and checkout blocks themselves are built around this new API. And one implication of this decision is that a lot of existing customizations and plugin code 
will read will, will need to be rewritten. And what's even more interesting here is that uh, developers will be or are called to use technologies that are completely new to you know a large chunk of of, of them, uh, basically the majority, in my opinion. Um, and this is a major decision because the simplicity of of WordPress and WooCommerce is is an important ingredient uh, of of their success. You know, the, the low barrier of entry is what has made WooCommerce attractive for so many developers, and in turn, it's it's what gives merchants so many options to I don't know choose from or add to add, to add functionality or to tailor the the platform to their needs and actually do that at a very reasonable cost, right? Um, and, and speaking of merchants, um, one thing I'd like to share is that we're already getting uh, quite a few messages quite often from merchants who are asking us, why are your plugins you know, not working with, with this new checkout? They, they see it as something new, as something that's the next step. They don't realize that, I don't know, perhaps it's experimental or that it won't work with every plugin they have. So they want the improvements, but of course they also expect things to work with, with their existing plugins and, and customizations. Um, my take in relation to that is that, you know, more than ever, they want us to deliver more value. They want us to improve. And as I, as I said before, we are called to, to balance, you know, the need to move forward with WordPress, with the need to keep delivering value. Um, and that's that's a difficult equation to solve without catching developers and merchants by by surprise. So if I if I have a question to to Darren Gary, is uh, the first one actually would be, you know, are, are the new cart and checkout blocks going to replace what we have now eventually? And if yes, you know, what are the next steps? Uh, is there a rollout plan? What what can we expect next? I think ultimately, yeah, the long term plan is. That the new cart that the blocks would essentially replace the old shortcodes. That's the long-term plan of where we want to get to. Um, you know, it makes sense essentially in terms of the direction that the market's moving in, the direction that WordPress moves in, that we get to the point where we can actually replace the shortcodes with these blocks. But you do raise the you know the very real point that we've essentially been challenging or challenged with ourselves essentially is. There are a number of stores that potentially use the old shortcodes and they are using extensions that integrate with it that might never actually be able to potentially integrate with the new um, cart and checkout. And we do have to take that into account. So that's essentially why even in terms of how we've developed it, how we've essentially launched it to date is we haven't tried, we haven't pushed it out from a perspective of, you know, this is this is what it is, it's in core, it's available to use. It has very much been more released through the blocks, shown to be an experimental thing that we essentially are working on so that we, from our own perspective, have been working to actually integrate some of the extensions ourselves as like a proof of concept that it does essentially work and that we can integrate and to get an understanding of how much time and effort actually needs to go into it from a development perspective. Um, there are some that, you know, in terms of like development time have been probably like a matter of hours, maybe a day's worth of integration. But then we look at something at the moment, like the checkout field editor, for instance, that's an extension which is going to require like significant work to make it work with the new. Um, but then also in retrospect, as we've been looking at it, we also have to go, 
is part of the checkout field editor the reason for the existence of that extension due to some of the shortcomings of the current um, cart and checkout? And then it's like, do you actually need to port over all that functionality into the new cart and checkout if we actually are already making some of those improvements in the core product itself through the new blocks? So, yeah, to answer your question, the, the long-term plan is definitely we want to get to the point where these new blocks would be the default experience for customers. But taking that in, but we do have to take into consideration that there probably will be stores, there'll be merchants that might need to use the old cart and checkout for, you know, for the foreseeable future due to either customizations that they've, they've made to their stores. And that's something we discuss internally. We're trying to figure out the best way essentially for people to be able to do that because, you know, that experience in and of itself, we don't want to, it could get super messy basically where a person's trying to use the one cart and check out. They've got, you know, the old version. Let's just say they're using the old version, the short code version. They want to switch to the new version. How do we actually know from our perspective what extensions they're using that are not compatible with the new cart and check out? So that's where the experience could become you know, quite a mess and we need we do need to make sure that we've actually taken that into account in terms of when we do look to roll this out what is that experience going to be if you switch from the old to the new or even if you switch from the new back to the old we've got to try and make sure that there's a clear and easy transition thanks to our sponsor paypal paypal offers buy now pay later options that your clients can use to help increase their sales on their woocommerce shops they give store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they are more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Your clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or costs. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the marketplace at WooCommerce.com. I suggest you just head over there, click on the marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout for your next client project. Because suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. I would just like to thank PayPal for being our community sponsor at Do The Woo. And now back to the conversation. I think Derek did a good explanation there. And just to add some color to the developer experience, which I think is, it's good to to highlight that I think there's two experiences that we're, we're looking at when we're talking about the new products. There's what are we aiming for, for from the perspective of the merchant and shoppers and their experiences over what they're using now. And then what are we aiming for in terms of the developer experience, the ecosystem that supports what we're building that actually contributes to success of WooCommerce in terms of uh, the products that we offer. Because one of the, as I've said before, one of the greatest strengths of WooCommerce has been the the extensibility, uh, the availability and the possibility for uh, stores to either developers themselves or stores to hire to build exactly what they want <laughs> using the existing uh, slate of filters and action hooks. Um, that's been a strength, but it's also been a weakness uh, in the sense that it's very easy for stores to end up where they're ending up with a poor experience, not only for themselves, but also for the shoppers and not realize that they're shooting themselves in the foot. 
Um, and I think that's that's an area where you know some of the competitors like Shopify and Squarespace excel in because they've really set boundaries around what is possible that. Yeah, it introduces some uh, less flexibility from a developer standpoint, but man, does it ever really make the user experience great. Um, and so the uh, challenge is uh, we want to take the best of, of that curated experience um, to improve it for merchants and shoppers, but also how, how do we retain a lot of the developer uh, experience so that they're able to continue building great products um, for the WooCommerce ecosystem. Um, and the, the challenge is bridging between where we are now and what that's going to look like in the future uh, in a way that doesn't leave existing stores in the dark uh, in terms of what they've already got built and what's already really working well for them, but also embraces the all the new stores that are coming online. They're expecting that better experience um, from the get-go. And so... When it comes to things like cart and checkout blocks, uh, one of the ways in which we're trying to experiment with, um, and first, a little bit of background. I've been with WordPress since 2007. So uh, I'm a self-taught developer, uh, came up with PHP. I started with just using other plugins, learning PHP. Um, so I've been through all the different trends that have come and gone in the WordPress world and you know, the challenge of being a PHP developer and seeing all this new JS JavaScript stuff coming and uh, uh, being a little bit intimidated by that, you know. So I really, really empathize with, you know, the WooCommerce developers and shops that are seeing the shift and uh, um, what that means for for their time investments uh, and that end. Um, so just, just wanted to throw that in there. But um, one of the things we're trying to do with with the development we're working on the blocks and feeling out what extensibility is going to look like is something we call curated extensibility, where um, instead of just providing a bunch of filter and action hooks and people develop on top of that, we think about what problems need solved and how can we create integration points that help solve those problems um, so that uh, under the hood, they may use filter and actions and different ways of, of uh, uh, implementing that particular integration. But presented to the developer a, a simple way to hook in. And a good example of that uh, at work is with Gutenberg blocks themselves with the register block interface. There's a really quick interface for registering a block that uh, you can have a PHP side and you can have a JavaScript side, or it might only be JavaScript. Um, but it's a, a clear, defined contract that exists for developers to be able to hook in and build a block and make it available. Um, we want to do that something similar with, with some of our extensions, especially in the cart and checkout, um, because that is such a critical piece of any e-commerce store. We want to make sure that we uh, introduce extensibility in a way that if there's a bad plugin that's installed or a bad customization that's installed and something breaks, it doesn't interrupt the flow. Um, and also provides a common way for any integrations or any extensions to hook into the improved UI and UX without having to build out so much of their own stuff. Um, and then it's like peeling back layers of the onion. So if if you need to move beyond that 
interfaced and the things that are on behind you can still use, but then you're kind of on your own at that point. Um, and you have to learn the technologies more in more in depth um, to be able to work with that. Um, and then initially for the cart and checkout, especially uh, a lot of the, for developers, a lot of the um, learning will be on the client side. We're trying as much as possible with extensions to preserve how things are processed on the server side. Um, so that uh, once things come into the new API for the checkout, we still fire a lot of the existing um, backend processing that happens um, with the hopes that it reduces some of the work needed for customizing and hooking into the new cart and checkout flow. We're already seeing that it's working well for payment methods. Um, and we've been doing some uh, work on integrating subscriptions, which has helped influence uh, what extensibility points we put in, but also the server side, a lot of it's being processed using existing um, server side code. So it limits somewhat the amount of work that's needed to integrate. So from my perspective, um, you know, coming from building websites for clients and also thinking of how these clients will use the websites, because most of my clients, they are very hands-on. So say after a page gets built, they would want to add an element maybe themselves or that kind of thing. So from that perspective, I think WooCommerce blocks could be really exciting for them. For me, I am curious um, because I've been, you know, in my WordPress journey in the past eight years, I got completely involved in the Divi community because I started as a DIYer, so to say myself, you know, um, I wasn't technical at all at the time. So um, still very involved there and, and still get hired a lot because of that specialization. Um, but I've been wanting to go and like venture out there and am considering, for example, switching to something like a starter theme, like underscores in combination with Gutenberg, thinking that could be a lot more of a lightweight solution um, while, you know, while also making my clients a little bit less dependent um, on me, like say versus doing all customizations with PHP. Now, I'm very curious because when you look at something like the Divi Builder, the WooCommerce-related blocks that they have included are by now quite extensive. For example, they allow you to put together a product page layout. Is that something that's on the roadmap for WooBlocks? Yeah, the simple answer is yes, essentially, it is on the roadmap. Um, we had essentially... So this was, I'm trying to think exactly in terms of timeframes, but in the early part, I think of last year, we essentially were doing quite a lot of work on what we were essentially calling product element blocks, which were essentially almost breaking up the various aspects of WooCommerce into blocks, which we'd be able to then be put together to actually allow you almost to some degree, um, almost unlimited freedom to essentially start creating pages, product pages, your product archive page, all those kind of things using elements to then essentially build up a page. So that is definitely something that we had started working on. We paused it halfway through last year, essentially to put all of our focus onto the cart and checkout blocks, just to essentially move it forward faster. Um, but yeah, I mean, our long-term vision is essentially that using the blocks plugin and all of the the elements essentially that would be within it, inside of it, you'd essentially start to be able to build out these similar kind of pages to what are offered via the 
plugin, the page builder type plugins. Mm, that's very interesting and very exciting. I mean, are we are we still still talking this year for those kind of elements, or is that is that information that's not out there just yet? Um, I mean, it's on our roadmap to try and get back to it this year. Essentially, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's interesting in terms of the conversation we're having because, in the same, like from Manos's perspective, like, yeah. You know, on his side, looking at the cart and checkout block, for instance, he's looking for a roadmap in terms of how exactly and when we plan on rolling it out inside of core or when we want to make it available for more extent, more extension developers to essentially integrate with. And so from our perspective at the moment, we also don't, you know, we didn't want to put something out that was like, there's 20% of the extensibility points available in the new cart and checkout. And then an extension developer like Manos might come along and go, yeah, but it doesn't cater for like these things that I'm needing it to do. And then we'd have to go back and try and figure it out. So mm. what we've tried to do, and that's why we essentially put a hundred percent of our focus onto the cart and checkout blocks and integrating a number of our own extensions was to actually basically try and surface as many of these extensibility points as possible so that at that point we can then come to the third party developer community and say to them this is where we are we've got it as far as what we you know maybe we can get it 80 percent of the way 90 percent of the way of what we think is going to be needed and then that allows our developer community to start developing on top of it and then we can essentially move back to something like the product element box and push that forward while our developer community starts building for the new cart and checkout so that's that's where we currently are. I mean, we would love to be able to be working on both things simultaneously, but at the moment, like uh, as I said, 100% of our focus is on the cart and checkout blocks, so we can actually move that forward much faster. Yeah, primarily also due to the fact that we've seen that stores that are using the new cart and checkout are actually benefiting from it. It is leading to an increase in conversion rate for those stores. So That's yeah, awesome. it's it's in our best interest as a company as well as for our merchants at the end of the day for them to be able to be using the new cart and checkout because it is having a significant impact on their business. Yes, yeah, no, I completely understand that that focus has shifted onto the cart and checkout, um, especially the checkout because as Bob said, I'm very involved in, in the Wool community and I'm, I'm part of the volunteer team as well. Um, and I, so I see a lot coming past in, you know, the official Facebook group and a lot of people looking to improve the checkout with the aim of, um, of going after more conversions and often saying, you know, but this platform has it like this. Why can't we have it like this? Why out of the box is it quote unquote so ugly? Um, <laughs> so, um, so when I saw, uh, especially the checkout block for the first time, I was just, amazed because it is just night and day you know it's it's beautiful so um i'm sure a lot of people will get will get excited especially as the word comes out more because i still feel it's a little bit um uh, not that many people are talking about it yet uh, correct me if i'm wrong you know in um in your environment but yeah so very exciting very exciting stuff um for these people so also when i see these these kind of comments come by, I'll definitely, you know, make them aware now that I'm learning more about it and how exciting it is and the promising future. Part of the challenge too is when, as we're building this, we intentionally, you know, we weighed what, should we release this without full extension support? Uh, what, what kind of tension is that going to create 
for people like Manos, where you have customers coming to them, we love this checkerboard. Why is new products working with it? Uh, and at the end of the day, we decided the feedback we get in the part of the process is is something we need to be able to learning from, not just from merchants using it, but also from people like Manus um, who come back and express their concerns about, uh, you know, is this going to be able to fulfill our needs for the products we're building? Um, but, um, and so we did decide to release it. And I got to say, like, it's been really encouraging to see the feedback about the looks of the cart and checkout, but you know, that's something that could have been accomplished without the technical choices we made. <laughs> so I, we take that with, yeah, that's awesome. We did that. Um, but, but then we're also getting feedback in terms of uh, where, where the demand is for what they want <laughs> to work with the cart and checkout, um, which is important um, to, to speak to about the whole um you know, page builder aspect, and I would say even go beyond that, like site builder aspect of of WordPress and what's coming with Gutenberg and how's that impact e-commerce. Um, there's such, a, I would say, such an opportunity here for WordPress to really leap ahead some of the competitors in this space. Um, and not by competitors, I'm not talking about DV. I'm not talking about within the WordPress ecosystem. I'm talking about outside the WordPress ecosystem um, in terms of uh, people being be able to create their stores and visually see what they're creating um, and not always having to rely on developers to come and customize that last mile mm. for what they exactly want. You know, the first mile is picking your theme and then, you know, the plugins that go with them, that last mile is, that's eh, not quite getting where I want with the color or with the layout, you know. Right. Uh, that, to me, being aware of what's happening in the Gutenberg ecosystem is the greatest promise we have from what's coming in WordPress future. Uh, if you're familiar with full site editing and some of the work that's happening there and the greatest promise, but also the greatest challenge from our standpoint, uh, again, coming back to this whole developer extent, um, experience uh, to build for that is going to require a shift. Frankly, it's, it's not something we can avoid, right? Like we can't preserve the old way of doing things to get the new experience. Um, uh, to realize that promise that we want to see in terms of people being able to build um, in a way that's sustainable across the whole ecosystem, not just niches for certain solutions that we've seen over the years. Um, and so what that means in terms of woo, I'm excited about, you know, what will a block-based theme look like in the e-commerce ecosystem where you have just, you know, something that's really basic. And then maybe there's a, a theme ecosystem where they're building different styles of that base theme, you know, provide the basic colors and basic blocks, basic block patterns that are using the building blocks, the product element blocks that we make available, um, you know, to get to get uh, stores started right away. But then as they grow and as they be able to, as they want to customize that last mile of, of their store for their shoppers, they're able to pull from the ecosystem those little bits, the visual bits that will help them, you know, make the store their own uh, and meet their needs. Uh, and that's exciting to me. Uh, that's something I think will will have a lot of potential. Menace, what are your what are your thoughts on on that? Um, I would like to share that 
you know, one, one challenge that seems to be coming up quite often for me and uh, especially with, uh, with what's happening now with the blocks is that um, I've been experiencing quite often a certain amount of uncertainty around changing, changes happening in core uh, and around the fact that, as you said, many of these changes are announced quite early ahead. And, you know, there are benefits to announcing changes early and also a few, I don't know, challenges or things that need to be managed, like, you know, the uncertainty that that comes with uh, announcing things that are not, you know, set in stone. Because as a developer, I, I believe that most developers want to work with stable APIs and clear roadmaps. You know, they, they want to know what's ahead uh, because they... They want to plan ahead and uh, know how many resources they, they're going to have to put into rebuilding. Um, and I understand that, of course, this, this need needs to be balanced against the fact that you know, WooCommerce is an open source platform. Um, and in my mind, um, succeeding with you know, creating alignment and reducing uncertainty, uncertainty lies in two things. And... Uh, one of them, as you said, is writing code and building core features in a way that's internally validated for extensibility. And there's, I believe there's a lot of room for third-party developers and especially key partners to help with that. Um, and the second one is building upon that foundation to communicate changes more confidently in a way that minimizes uncertainty for developers. Um, as you said, I think it's, it's, it's a great move that you are investing resources in doing exactly that and, you know, testing the new technology with existing extensions that you have at your disposal to see how well they, they can fit into the picture in, the, in terms of extensibility. Uh, I would also add to that that it, it would be a great idea to identify key stake stakeholders or products from, uh, from around the ecosystem that are particularly challenging in terms of <clears throat> extensibility and then use them and put them as well into this, into this validation process. And we would certainly love to be part of that. What I'd like to kind of close out with is, I don't know if Gary, both either one of you have any final thoughts or um more words of encouragement or even, you know, something you might want to reach out to the community as far as, as we move ahead, this is what we need your help on. Anything there before we um, call the wrap? Uh, all I would say, I would just, just uh, I thank you for the experience and being able to chat. Uh, Manus has already given us some great feedback in our reviews and then on the uh, as an issue in our repo. And um, he's one of the few developers that has really hit the nail on the head in terms of some of the things we need to be considering. And um, I definitely am taking heart what you're suggesting too about bringing some key third party partners in part of the validation process. That's something that personally would be keen on doing. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, raising that point to us. I think, yeah, I mean, I'd basically reiterate what Darren said is, um, you know, 
we do try to make sure we're involving the community. Like, you know, it's debatable whether sometimes we are on the right platform looking for that feedback or whatever, but definitely Manos has been one of the developers who has actually given us, you know, good constructive feedback in terms of what we're doing. And like, I would strongly encourage that from as many other developers as possible who essentially are working on integrations that integrate with the cart and checkout areas where they potentially have concerns. It's, and that's part of why we essentially released it early through the blocks plugin was to be able to get this kind of feedback. Like we didn't, we could have taken the other approach and gone and built it in a, in a vacuum and released it, you know, here it is as a bit of a surprise on everyone, but our approach is very much more, let's actually involve the community in the work we're doing. And uh, that's, so I was just, Second in what Darren said, like a strong encouragement for more developers to essentially get involved, give us your feedback, essentially. Yeah, have anything else you'd like to add, Manos? I'm, I'm sure there's, um, you yeah, have one more little burning thought before we, we wrap it up. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I have one question and a couple of suggestions, really. Uh, one is about merchants and has to do with... Um, uh, reducing perhaps some of their confusion. Uh, and the, su the suggestion I have would be to um, perhaps make it clearer to them that they're not ready yet for using production. This is something that could go inside the blocks themselves and not, you know, be part of, of, uh, of the copy, you know, the, and the accompanying text or documentation. Um, and the question is... Um, it's a bit technical, but did you consider the the idea of implementing a server-side rendered version of these blocks, or uh, why was that was that you know put to the side if it, if it was? I can answer to the last one. Um, we did consider it. Uh, part of the challenge with the server-side rendered blocks is maintaining the the templates um, in both the editor and the PHP side. Um, because you're duplicating a lot of things. And when it comes to extensibility, um, in order to get the, you know, the immediate response reactions to I've changed something and then I see it in the editor, um, it actually complicates things for extensibility author if we want a client-side rendering versus a server-side rendering because then there's two places that have to be maintained um, potentially. Um, in the end, we decided that it was less complex, even though it's um, a different code base, um, to have one source of truth for the templates. And that's why we went with the React components. We're still, you know, uh, can I say that's 100% the best decision? No. <laughs> you know, it's like with everything, there's trade-offs. And um, personally, my, my thing that I'm still watching very carefully is performance. Um, when it comes to on the front end, uh, what the performance is not only in the desktop, but also mobile. And whenever you have client heavy stuff, performance becomes a really big concern. So we're still, we're still watching that. And that's part of doing the extensibility as well as did we make the right trade-offs in terms of building extensions and stuff for this? So short answer is yes, we did consider it. <laughs> uh, to the other point, um, uh, which was, sorry. Remind me again <laughs> about, um, oh, letting merchants know m more clearly. 
uh, that this is kind of an experiment. Actually, good news on that front is we actually have a, a yep. kind of a pop-up visual modal thing that's going to come up when people insert the blocks the first time that uh, lets them know that, hey, this may not work with all the extensions that you have. Um, this is a work in progress. Um, and uh, is going to be something that will probably come, maybe not this uh, next release, but the one following. So yes, we are working on making that more visual. We do have some things in our documentation, but as we know that not everybody reads through everything, and so it's easily get missed. So we think this is probably the best spot to put it so that uh, people see immediately that this is something being worked on. Excellent. Well, in fact, I'm I'm already planning and and... Darren and Gary doesn't even know this, but um, I'm sure we could convince them um, down the road a little bit to going over onto the Woo Builder community event and do maybe a live uh, Q&A there, which I'm sure they would would um, love. And you, can, you can't see either one of their expressions right now, which is probably good, but I, I will be talking with them about that. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I'm just going to thank PayPal one last time. Uh, do check out their checkout extension and, yeah, get get your clients hooked up with that. Before we head out, I'd like to have each of you share where people can connect with you online. Manos, where can people find you? Um, definitely Twitter. Uh, the handle is PSYXMA. And for sure, uh, again, Twitter, somewhere warm, GR. All righty. Darren? Uh, yeah, Twitter's a good spot for me, too. My uh, handle is Darren spelled backwards, so Narrant, N-E-R-R-A-D. I never knew that. I Duh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, wow. I always looked at that and thought, there's got to be something there. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is based as well. The Gary is Murray. All right, cool. And Noel, um, really appreciate you. You 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 took the dive and headed into the danger zone of um, joining Bob's team. So I I really appreciate your uh, insights and stuff. And we're I know we're gonna have a lot of um, fun conversations in the future. It was a great first time share. Thanks everyone. It was really educational, and I feel privileged to have had this conversation with you guys. And yeah, would love to revisit in the future all right well yeah thank you the three of you i really appreciate the time and um i'm sure i'll be calling on you for various stuff throughout this journey i'm doing as far as coming in and giving your insights to the community so everybody uh yeah connect with these three connect with noel and you can connect with me if you want it's no big deal but you know make the make everyone else a priority But until the next time, keep on doing the woo.